Kathy? Nora's gonna wool gather. Gather the sheep. <laughs> Mama's gonna wool gather. Oh my god. I tell you, kids, I saw this and I said, I think every once in a while I'll just go, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Indeed. <laughs> okay, this is kind of abstract, right? Kinda? Kinda abstract. See my but notes on this? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that big red WTF that's on the side of it. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna try not to make this totally wool gathering. But I do think there's something here, though it's abstract. Uh And it made me wonder whether there might be a bit of reaction uh, from technologists to the sort of info overload, I want my info now, um, internet. Because I came across two um, really well-written pieces recently. One of them was by Anand Girdardas in the New York Times, who does the Currents column. And the other one by a New York designer called Jack Chang. So Anand argues, and he basically is tracking... Currents. He does stuff like the sniffer, except with longer words. And, and so he argues that there are two streams in online services. There's one best symbolized by Facebook that kind of gets you to like go to the site, spend a lot of time at the site, uh, engage with the site, and then you're served ads in exchange for your eyeballs, basically. And then the other one, like a Foursquare check-in, that's based on the idea of giving you this like handy little tool that lets you check in and do a little service and get along with your day, right? Mm-hmm. Then Jack Chang, in his one, he argues for something called the slow web. Along I like that. With, yeah, That's I love sexy. that too. Yeah, the slow web. Like slow food. Like Exactly like slow food. So the idea is that instead of this sort of, again, info overload, quick, 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 now, now, now experience of the web, something that, again, slows you down, gives you thought-provoking content, um, gives you a utility, a real utility, instead of like little constant, constant addictive info snacks. Um, and he argues for things like a regular rhythm, so like every day you get something in your inbox, which is something that we talked about before mm-hmm. with, with the art um, bomb yes. service, right? It's yeah. once a day, it's very rhythmical, etc. cetera. Uh, knowledge versus information and the kind of thing that's asynchronous, so you get it when you are ready for it, that kind of thing. First of all, I thought there was something intriguing about the fact that these two very smart guys were arguing for kind of similar things at the same time. But it's also something that I've really thought about too, that there's just so many apps and so many services and stuff and so many things clamoring for our attention that maybe we need to really focus on creating things that actually have real honest-to-goodness value because things are so fast that actual humans, I think, can't actually keep up. I think that that's a really nice sentiment, and I hope it's that way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I do. I don't know if I see people, especially younger people, going that way of really wanting. Although that Jack Chang guy is only 28, so he's Mm -hmm. not exactly old. Mm -hmm. I know what you mean, but... It's really in using the service where you feel like it has real value to you and real, this is a thing that you engage with once a day or one, twice a day or whatever for a short period of time and you really get some value out of it. I think that experience wow. might change people's, because I don't know, I can't keep up with all of the feeds. I just can't, I literally can't keep up. It's too much. No, I, I can't either. How many tools you have for managing it, it still is a bit out of control. And they actually had, in Anand's article, they have two great quotes. One quote where the guy says, we don't want to create these immersive experiences where you lose yourself behind your screen. Speaking of Foursquare, we want to create lightweight social utilities that affect the way you interact with the physical world. And another one that I thought was really good, which is um, the founder of a, a site called Field, Field Day, we can't keep constructing bloated networks and maximizing time on screen in order to serve up a pile of ads. 
everything about it is tired and broken because it makes for tired and broken people. people. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought it was intriguing. And maybe I agree with you that there's a lot to push the other direction, but well, it gave I, liked, me hope. I liked one app that they were talking about there, and I can't remember the name of it, but the idea was is if you see a long-form article that you want to read, yeah. now it had, I think it was like, Insta something. Insta paper, yeah. Insta paper, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you basically you click, no, you pull, pull it up to the bookmark, and then later, <laughs> it's your time now to read long intellectual pieces, <laughs> Kathy. I hope that's true. Yeah. As Anand points out, the problem is like the dominant business model is getting things for free and getting ads thrown at you, right? So there's an incentive for people to want to create things where you spend a lot of time on them, right? So, mm-hmm. but I think there's an appetite for it. Yeah, I do too. I think there's an appetite for my product. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Terminator update. A hipster douchebag appetite for us. <laughs> but this is not hipster douchebag. This is... This is my Terminator update. It's about a pair of pants. It's a pair of jeans, okay? They have a smartphone pocket, and they've got a zippered flap on it. Mm-hmm. And it's basically... And it looks like those um, pants that the flyers used to wear. Mm-hmm. You know? Because the, the pocket is, like, right in the front of your thigh, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like um, those ones that have the thing on the side. side. No, no, it doesn't have a zipper or anything yeah. like that. So it would allow you, rather than having to have your phone out all the time, you could actually have it look down at your knee if you're at dinner or something like that, and you could be, like, texting and nobody would know. But because it, it, it's tactile on the top, right? Mm-hmm. So you can just, you can be typing out texts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And the, I have to say the jeans themselves are quite good looking. Yeah. In fact. But what I thought was interesting about it, though, was that it's more like with our cell phones, as you're always saying, that they're like another appendage. And mm-hmm. I thought when we're starting to get more and more fashion coming that actually integrates these devices yeah. into our clothing, the more and more like cyborgs we become. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's absolutely, I think as a general trend, and that's what they're tying into, is that idea that we need a place where those things can be present and accessible to us 100% of the time. Exactly, you know, so now it's in our genes, it's not in our, you know, we're always talking, you and I are always talking about barcodes and things like that in our Mm -hmm. arms, but like if they're all going to be in our in our clothing or things like that. It's interesting, actually, when we started sniffing, we, there were a lot more, there was a lot more talk about smart fabrics than there has yes. been as of late. Yeah, it's always been this kind of vaporware, and I think in a way it's partly because our phones have become so portable and so kitted out with these particular kind of app, like with apps, right? So in a way, the whole thinking about the smart fabrics was, wouldn't it be great if you could take your computer with you? But now we can, right? Because yeah. our cell phones are computers. The thing that intrigued me is, I, at first I was thinking like, well, how do you actually operate your touch screen since it uses the conductivity in your hands to operate? Right. But they actually, it, it really is a blah, blah, blah polymer. It's yeah. a polymer film that actually, I guess, can, can allow you to conduct your... Um, you just have to be careful not to iron it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you can imagine the scenario of people like at dinner or something and the person's like shuffling their arm around. And you just, yeah, you see some guy with like, his pants, and it's like, what's he like, doing? You see the hand coming back and forth. Oh, he's a crotch rubber. <laughs> it's my phone. <laughs> but the, the look of it was a little bit, somehow a little bit too Tom Cruise for me, but I think yeah, it was very... as, a, as a trend piece for where things are going, absolutely. Yeah, because I'm on. always trying to figure out where I'm going to put this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you've got your phone. Well, especially and... for guys, right? It's easy yeah. if you're a woman and you're carrying a bag, but... I don't like carrying a purse. It's really more of a knapsack. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's all. Is that all? 
Yes, come to the blog to the look links. at these uh, freaky pants. Would you wear them? I would like to know that. Would you wear them? Or do you look like his, Tom Cruise? His boots are nice. Mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. at his boots. Yes, come to the blog. For links to these stories and more. The Sniffer. .net. Bye. Bye.